Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Healthy New Year. That's our lesson or our series. And I had a lesson planned for this weekend, so I'm going to go ahead and just share that lesson. And I titled it Healthy Heart, Open Flow. And we're going to talk about having a healthy spiritual heart and having an open flow in our lives. We're going to talk about how to protect our spiritual hearts. And I want to open up with two stories. The first is a short, it's a natural heart story, the pump that pumps the blood through our body. And uh, not too long ago, a couple years ago, a friend of mine went into the hospital for one thing. And once he went into the hospital for one thing, they discovered that he had three blood vessels in his heart blocked, and they ended up having to have a triple bypass. But what's interesting about the story and why I share it is he had no symptoms. He also was very active and in great shape. And so he would have never known. But I'm so thankful for modern science and how they can diagnose something. And just with a scan or a test, they can find out, hey, something's not right here. I think that's pretty cool. And guess what? Our Bible does the same thing with our human heart, and it shows us how to diagnose our spiritual heart, I should say, and figure out if there's a blockage, figure out if we need a, you know, a bypass or two, we need cleaned up in that spiritual heart. And I wanna tell you a spiritual heart story with myself. I met Christ at 19, and before I met him, I was very cynical, very negative, just very down on life. And then I met Jesus, and it was amazing. I all of a sudden had a spring in my step, and I'm like walking through life, and I'm smiling, and I love everybody, and I'm happy, and I talk to everybody, and I'm just having the best time ever. Then I had someone that I was close with do me wrong, and they, they, just, they did me wrong financially, and when someone's close to you, it really hurts, and we couldn't fix it. And it just, here I am maybe a year old in the Lord, a year and a couple months, and it wounded me so badly, but I didn't know what, I had no idea what was happening. I didn't understand the Bible to figure it out, but it bothered me so badly that I went from this to this, and I closed down. I became bitter again. I lost that spring in my step, and I did not know how to fix it. Thankfully, some people helped me walk through it, and it was at that point early in my Christian walk that I realized, hey, this spiritual heart that's inside of us, our inner man, it can be wounded and it can be hurt. And we'll talk about that before we close and how to protect ourselves from it. But that's what we wanna talk about, having a healthy heart, which produces an open flow, not like this. And I wanna do my best to help you understand your spiritual heart. And I think we're gonna have a lot of just eye-opening moments in this lesson today. And I wanna begin with my big idea. And as you know, this is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And it goes like this. Your life is flowing from your heart. So that's your spiritual heart. And from this spiritual heart, everything in your life is coming forth. So your life, what you do on the outside, how you react, how you treat people, how you live your outside life is all coming from your spiritual heart. It's impacting everything. And if you're a Christian, you're gonna find out your spiritual heart's different than someone that's not a Christian, and I'll help you see that. And we're gonna have some Bible verses just come to life today. But I wanna begin as we talk about how 
your life is flowing from your heart with a scripture. This is in the book of Proverbs. If you have a Catholic Bible, it's the book of wisdom. They're the same exact book. All the verses are the same. There's no difference. It's just like two different translations, but one's called the book of wisdom. One's in the Protestant Bible, it's called the book of Proverbs. And this is a really important verse. Here's how it reads, Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it, your spiritual heart. So it's not your natural heart. And the word guard literally means to protect. The Hebrew literally means mount a garrison around your heart, protect your heart. And did you notice it says above anything else or the most important thing that we need to do the number one thing we must do is protect our spiritual heart. That's because it's that important. So above everything else, there's other things we should protect in our life, but above everything else, the number one thing we should protect is our spiritual heart. And, and here's why, the latter part of the verse, it says because the source of your life flows from it. Your life is flowing from your heart. And if your spiritual heart becomes tainted, or hurt in any way, it's going to impact how you live out here in the real world. And that's why you have to protect it above anything else in your life. And I wanna read two other translations for the latter part of the verse, just so we can make sure we see what it's saying. And this is the New International, and it reads like this. For everything you do flows from your heart. Everything. So if your heart's healthy, it's gonna be good out here. If your heart's not healthy, it's not gonna be good out here. There's gonna be a lot of negative things flowing out of our heart. So it's really important to understand this. And then the New Living Translation, it translates it this way, for it determines the course of your life. So your course, how you're gonna to react tomorrow when you wake up, when you go to school, uh, when you go to work, when you're at your home, when, wherever it's at, your whole course, everything in your life is determined by the health of your heart. And if it's not healthy, there's some things coming out of you that don't have to come out of you. And that's why we wanna make sure we walk out of here understanding your life is flowing from your heart. And that's why we must protect it. So there are some interesting scriptures in the Bible, guys. They're so fascinating. And they confused me for years uh, because there are scriptures in the Bible that talk about our spiritual heart that are dealing with the non-Christian spiritual heart. And then there are verses that deal with the Christian spiritual heart. And it's two different hearts. And so I wanna read a couple to you just to make sure we distinguish the difference. And the first is out of Jeremiah 17, nine. This confused me for a long time. It goes like this. The heart is deceitful above all things. And beyond cure, it cannot be fixed. Who can understand it? And the idea there is nobody, right? So the, the, the heart is deceitful above all things. This is the spiritual heart of a non-Christian. And it is deceitful and it does deceive us. And it's beyond cure. It cannot be fixed. So God got rid of it for you when you accept Jesus. We'll see that. You, most of you know that. And you just can't even figure it out. That's how messed up. A, a spiritual heart is for someone that's not a Christian. Jesus said something about our spiritual heart that confused me for years because I'd think, wow, that just doesn't seem to go with the rest of the Bible. But Jesus said it, so it has to be correct, right? And all I had to do is figure out he's talking about the non-Christian's spiritual heart. And Mark seven twenty one. here's what Jesus said. For it is from within, 
out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Again, this is Jesus, so it's 100% correct, but he's talking about a non-Christian spiritual heart because if you are a Christian, you don't have adultery and deceit and evil in your spiritual heart. We have to renew our minds, right? We have a sin nature in our bodies, but your heart doesn't have that in there. But this is the hopeless heart of a non-Christian. And then what's really cool is the Bible talks about what happens when we meet Jesus and how he changes that old ugly heart that's full of deceit that cannot be cured. And this is what's inside you. It can be wounded, it can be hurt. That's why we wanna protect it. But listen to Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And this is one of the many promises in the Bible that are twofold. Number one, this is for Israel. And Jesus is saying, someday in the future, I'm gonna give everyone in Israel a brand new heart or they'll be born again. And when you read Romans 11, you know what it says? It says when Jesus finally returns to the earth, every Jew that's alive on the earth when Jesus returns, they're gonna see the nail scar hands and the hole in his side, and they're instantly going to accept him as Savior. And every Jew alive on the planet at that time will become a born-again Christian. That's gonna happen. But this is also true for anybody, Jew or non-Jew, that accepts Jesus before that time. And when you and I accept Jesus, he puts a new heart in us. So that heart that could not be cured, God gets rid of it. And he puts this new heart inside of us. And I love what Hebrews says about our new heart. Listen to Hebrews 10, 16. This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. So that's the renewing of the mind, right? But notice what happened. When we accepted Jesus as our savior, God gave us a brand new heart, and then he wrote his laws on our spiritual heart. So on the inside of every Christian, there's a desire to do what's right. Every one of us. We have this desire to live for God, to live holy, to become pure. That's who you really are, and that's inside you. Now, we battle with renewing the mind. We battle with the sin nature in our bodies. But man, we need to understand our spiritual hearts are amazing, and that's why we must protect them above all things. Here's a really common scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It reads like this. When someone becomes a Christian, they accept Christ, he becomes a brand new person inside. That's the new heart. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And I thought the Living Translation, which is a paraphrase, I thought they did a great job with the Greek. But the actual Greek language also says this, and some translations will say you're a new creation, but the literal Greek word means you're a new species of being which never existed before. And so when you accepted Jesus as your savior, you became this incredible being, and you have a spiritual heart that literally is a, it's created in the image and likeness of God, and it is amazing. And that's why you and I want to protect it above all things. That's why we want it to have an open flow. We want that life to be coming out of us. And here's a scripture I think most of us know, but let's look at it from this light, Galatians 5.22. And it reads like this, 
but the fruit of the Spirit. Now, in the original language, the word spirit is small s, not big s. And we could say this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You'd be 100% right, so that's cool. But do you know this is actually also the fruit of your human spirit? Then we have the Holy Spirit inside our human spirit if we've accepted Jesus. But I want you to just look. The word fruit means this is the character. This is the nature of your new guy, your new person inside you. And so it's not deceitful. It's not beyond cure. It's created in the image and likeness of God. And listen to what it says. Your, your character, your nature is love, joy. Wow. You, you are a creature of love. That's your very nature. You have joy inside of you. And some of you are saying, are you sure? Yeah, you have joy inside of you. Uh, you have peace. You are a person of peace. You have patience. Did you know you were patience? That's who you are. Um, you're kind. You're, you have goodness. You're faithful. You have faithfulness. You have gentleness. That means you're meek. That means you can respond with meekness. You have self-control. Isn't that awesome? And against such things, there is no law. That's who this new heart, this new spirit man is inside of us. And that's why this lesson's so important. I want to show you in just a moment what we need to do to protect our spiritual hearts so we can have an open flow. We don't want this to happen to where we close everything down and we're wounded and we're hurt. That's why we have to guard it above everything else. Now, you know what else? Inside, I already alluded to it, but inside your new heart, your, your, your new spirit man uh, is God. God the Holy Spirit is now inside you. The Bible says that he sheds God's love in us, so he even pours more love out inside of us. And then Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit, John 7, 38. The one who believes in me, as the scriptures said, from his innermost being, that's inside his spirit, will flow rivers of living water. And this is one of those verses, it's, it's referring to the Holy Spirit, so you can use it to talk about being spirit-filled and you'd be 100% correct. But it's also just referring to the fact the Holy Spirit's in us, and when, when we have a healthy heart and, and our hands are open, we have that open flow. Guess who's flowing out of us? The Spirit of God which is life and peace and joy. And we can walk in a room and people will notice. And so my heart is for, as we get into this new year, healthy new year, we make sure our spiritual hearts are healthy because they are amazing. God is wanting to flow out of you. He's wanting you to impact people. He's wanting people to sense joy and peace and life coming out of you. That's who you are. And, you know, it's interesting. There's some Old Testament characters. I call them outliers, like Joseph in the Old Testament. You, you, you almost think he had to be born again because he did everything like, a, like he had a brand new heart kind of thing. He, he's just amazing decisions and choices. Another one is Abraham. So I want to show you Abraham. And here's my title, and I'll tell you about Abraham. A healthy heart produces an open hand. And it's amazing. When this spiritual heart is healthy... Um, our hands are open, and we see that with all our Dream Team volunteers. They're generous with their time. We see it with all of you that are generous with your giving. Uh, we exist to see a city connected, and every time you give, you're enabling us to do that. And Abraham displayed this. It's a beautiful picture. So God comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to give you the whole land of Canaan. Look to the north, the southeast. And he promises him 
the whole land. He says, that's gonna come to you and your, your, your heirs. And then he says, I want you to leave where you're living, Ur of the Chaldees, and I want you to go towards that land. So Abraham obeys, and he takes his nephew Lot with him. Now, they're, they're herdsmen, and God prospered them so amazingly that their sheep and their goats became so prosperous, so many, that they could no longer stay together. They had to separate. And I love what Abraham did, and I love to see his open hands. It's an amazing thing. Uh, take a look at how he handled this in Genesis 13, 8. So Abraham said to Lot, let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herds, herders and mine, for we are close relatives. It's not the whole land before you. Listen to this now. He says, let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. So I want you to think of what's happening. Part of the land was more lush, uh, more green, more beautiful than the other part, had better soil, grew better produce, and had better pasture land. And so here's Abraham with these open hands, and he says, you know what, Lot? You pick. Whichever part you want, I'll go to the other part. That's amazing. To be able to do that, and we're gonna talk about how you and I can come to that place and have no fear of anybody taking advantage of us. Um, so take a look at Lot. Lot's completely different. Lot doesn't have open hands. Listen to verse 10. Lot looked around and saw the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zor was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So one part was like the garden of Eden. That's how lush and beautiful it was. And the other part was okay, but it wasn't like that. So listen to verse 11. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan. He said, I'm taking the lush, beautiful Garden of Eden kind of land. And he set out towards the east. The two men parted company. And did you notice how Abraham said, okay, take the good land. And he, he went to the land that was a little more inferior. Uh, Abram, name later changed to Abraham, lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. So not only did he receive all this lush land, he also had the bigger cities, the bigger villages, a lot of commerce. It was just a more prosperous place to be. And Abraham just takes the secondary place. And a healthy heart produces what I call open hands. And it's a beautiful place for you and I to be in life. But here's the lesson to be learned, and I'll read the next verse in just a moment, but it's a lesson to be learned. Do you realize that nobody can take from you what God's promised? Every promise he's made in the Bible concerning you, every promise he's made concerning those that follow him, or if he's made a personal promise to you, or he's given you a word about something you're going to do for him, nobody can take that from you. If God's promised it to you, it's gonna come. And even when you prefer other people, God will make sure what you have coming comes to you. And that's what he did with Abram. It's an amazing thing. Listen to verse 14 now. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where uh, you are to the north and south, to the east and west. This is all land he's already promised him. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I know you just gave it to Lot, but I promised it to you. And I know Lot was a little selfish and he took the most lush land, but I'm giving it to you. Nobody can take 
from you what God's promised to you. And then he says in verse 17, go walk through the length and the breadth of the land for I am giving it to you. And I think that's so amazing. What God's promised you as you obey the word of God, what God's promised you, the, the, the commission he's given you, the things he's asked you to do, nobody can take it from you. Nobody can stop it from happening. And when you and I have open hands and we prefer people, we just can't be beat. You know, that's why Jesus said, give and it will be given back to you. You, you just cannot hurt a person who has open hands. You serve, God's gonna bless you. Somebody does you wrong, they can't take from you what God's promised to you. And I think that's a great, great lesson. So when our heart's healthy, we have open hands, right? And I do wanna talk now about protecting this beautiful thing called the heart. And I picked the top two things to protect ourselves from. And I wanna make a statement, it goes like this. The two most common ways to protect our heart. And I wanna give you a natural heart story that will set us up on our spiritual heart protection. And there's this doctor, um, he's retired now, but almost two and a half decades ago, he was one of the top surgeons at the Cleveland Clinic, the top heart hospital in the world. He was one of their top surgeons, and he was doing all these bypass surgeries and putting stints in, and he did one after another after another, and he began to notice something. And I didn't know this until I read his book, but uh, people come to a place to where he would have to look them in the eyes and say, I can't do another bypass. I can't put in another stent. And he'd have to look them in the eyes and say, you have about a year to live. We cannot help you any longer. I didn't know that happened, but it does. There comes a point where he had to say that. So he's so frustrated, he's researching how he could help people. And he had some other friends uh, that also were doing the same thing. And they discovered that they could literally re reverse heart disease. Isn't that amazing? And he wrote a book. Uh, his, his book is called How to Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And it's a great book. But here's what happened. He, he learned that if he fed people a plant-based diet and took all added oil out of their diet. So plant-based doesn't mean Pop-Tarts, okay? Uh, it, it, they're eating low, no processed foods, low to the food chain. And then they would take um, no added oil from them. Uh, they couldn't put any oil in their food, which is very extreme. Can you agree? Extreme. But he would look people in the eyes and say, what's more extreme, you dying in a year or us reversing this baby, right? And so he, he went to the powers that be at the clinic. They're, they're no longer the powers. They have new powers, new people running it. But back then, he went to those powers, and he said, can I experiment with these people? Can I put them on this diet? And, and the clinic leaders said, absolutely. So he took... Uh, all these folks that had about a year to, to live, and uh, he put them on this diet, and he literally reversed their heart disease. So I'm sharing this for two reasons. One, to set up our spiritual heart uh, thing. But also, maybe there's one or two of you listening, you say, man, I'm at that place. My cardiologist just told me that. And just to give you a little hope, and I wanna show you a scan. So take a look at the scan. And if you look on your left where it's marked, that, that is a blocked, artery that you'd have to do a bypass, but remember, these are people he couldn't do bypasses with. And then you look at the one on the right, and after just, just under three years of this diet that he put them on, can you see how big it opened up? It just, it 
it just reversed. He literally reversed it. He's very famous. His book's very famous. You can YouTube Dr. Esselstyn. So I'm just sharing that for some folks that are listening, okay, uh, that might have that, that problem. The other reason I'm sharing it is I think it's amazing how we figured out how to help and fix the human heart that pumps blood. But you know what? The Bible teaches us how to fix our spiritual heart too. And it's, it can be reversed. All, all the blockages, if we're walking through life like this, we can reverse it. And so that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the top two ways we can do that. And the first one's very simple, but it's also radical. And it goes like this. Give people your forgiveness. That means we forgive people. And the closer someone is to us, the more difficult it is to forgive them uh, because they hit us by surprise. I like to say they knock me on my backside, my dupa. And you're just laying there. It's like your spiritual wind has been knocked out of you. And sometimes you just need a person to help you walk through to forgive them. I get that. I want you to know I, I get that. And forgiveness isn't always having a re relationship restored because if they're not willing, we can't restore a relationship. But forgiveness is all about us releasing them and saying, I don't hold you accountable anymore. Did you know you're not capable of carrying that pain, that hurt, and did you know those things will literally block up your heart and they will, they will clog it up really badly? They cause bitterness, they cause anger. And there's a cool story about the great white shark. Uh, the white, great white sharks, they are, when they're in the open ocean, they are predators supreme. Nobody can hurt a great white shark. Uh, they, they are amazing, right? But they have these little fish, they're called bait fish. And these bait fish, they will annoy the great white shark. And they're not even an appetizer. They're so little, they're, they're not even worth eating or messing with. But it just infuriates the great white, and they chase them. And so they're chasing them down, these little bait fish, as they're called. And the bait fish take them into sh the shallow shore, and the great white gets beached on the shore. And if a human doesn't see them and, and a human doesn't have some equipment, those great whites will die beached up on the shallow waters. And I really think when someone offends us, when someone hurts us, when someone does us wrong, we, we can become like this great white and we're chasing all these little bait fish and it just puts us and beaches us on the shoreline. And what I'm, what I'm seeing God wanting to do with a couple of you that are listening, a few of you that are listening, man, he wants to knock you off the shoreline off the beach and get you back in the deep waters. He wants to cleanse and he wants to heal you. So there are some listening right now. I want you to have hope and I want you to know that God can heal that pain and that hurt that was done to you. God can pull out the bitterness. God can pull out the anger because you need to guard and protect your heart. So that's why we want to make sure we're quick to forgive. Can I say one other thing? There are some of you listening that God wants to have you forgive yourself. You haven't forgave yourself for something you did. And so here you are. Uh, you can't even forgive yourself, and that's causing all kinds of problems with your spiritual heart, and it's clogging it. And this is a weekend where when we close, I'm gonna pray for you also to be able to forgive yourself. It's that important. And here's a scripture. This paints a picture of what happens 
when, when we don't release somebody. It's Proverbs 18, 19, and it reads like this. It, it is harder to win back the friendship of an offended brother than to capture a fortified city. So just think about this. Uh, and it goes on to say, his anger shuts you out like iron bars. Think of a fortified city. In the Bible, just think of Jericho, the high walls. Israel couldn't do anything. God had to knock the walls down. They could not get into that city. And it says, if a brother's hurt, if a brother's offended, they're harder to get through than, than a literally fortified city. And then this latter part, his anger shuts you out like iron bars. It's just doing this. And, and, and I want you to be able to become free. I want you to have a healthy heart. And I want you to be able to be open and flowing from that open heart. So God will give you the grace to forgive. He'll give you the grace to forgive others. And we're gonna pray that way in just a moment. Here's the second uh, thing we need to protect ourselves from. I took the top two, and it's this one. Protect our spiritual hearts. Give God your hurts, failures, fears, and frustrations. Mm, this is important. Um, do, do you realize that you were not created to carry the burdens of this life? And this life is full of burdens. It is full of burdens. And I think about even what we're dealing with with inflation, you know, uh, that can cause some burdens. It's messing with your finances for so many of you, right? The inflation that we're walking through. Or how about COVID? I mean, we had to cancel a weekend service and that's a burden, you know. I'm, that was a big decision and we went with conviction over convenience, but that's not easy to do and there's a lot of things that come with that and that's a burden. And then you have all the other burdens you're carrying uh, as you walk through this life and you walk through what's happening right now. And maybe the government makes a decision that makes your life worse or harder, you know. And so we all have all these different things. They're burdens. Then we have all the little personal burdens. The doctor gives us a bad report that's not connected to COVID, not connected to inflation. It's just something coming up. Or a relationship problem. There's just burdens, burdens, burdens. And you know, the way God created us, we're not capable of carrying the burdens of this life. That's why the Bible says we need to cast all of our cares, all of our burdens on God. And I know you're strong. I'm not saying you and I aren't strong, but we were not created to carry the burdens of this life. And God has made this incredible promise. He said, you know what? Give me all your burdens. Trust me. Tell me what's bothering you. And there are a lot of things that, cause fear in our lives and anxiety. And again, uh, there's things I had to give to God this past week and say, God, this makes me really nervous. God, this really bothers me. I, I, but we have to do it. And I'm just going to give you the burdens that come with this decision. And all of you have different things like that going on in your life. And so we cast those burdens on the Lord because we're not capable of carrying them. And here's a very famous section of scripture, it's Philippians 4, 6, and it reads like this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. That means give it to God, cast your burden on him, and don't forget to thank him for his answers. And I thought the Living Bible, again, paraphrase, I thought they did a great job with the original Greek for this verse. And I love that it says, hey, whatever you're worried about, Whatever burden you have, whatever anxiety, give it over to God. 
because God really cares about you. God wants to take it off of you. And there's a relief that comes when we give our burdens, our fears, our anxieties, our problems to God. And we are never going to walk through life without problems. All of us have different problems. They're unique to us. Sometimes they're universal. We're walking through them together and we give them to God. Now, here's why I love this verse because of what's said in the next verse. And it it talks about when we do this, how we have that open flow, how God will begin to flow out of us, will protect our hearts. Listen to the very next verse, verse seven. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. That's one of our fruit or character, right? His peace will flow up in you, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts or protect us, right? And quiet, uh, quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. And this is all about you and I trusting God and giving him those burdens and what God's able to do in our lives. So I know right now people are listening. Some of you will listen in the future on demand. Do you know what? God knew you were gonna listen on Tuesday. He knew you were gonna listen on Wednesday. Many are listening now. And I wanna deal with these two things. If, if you're struggling with giving someone your forgiveness, I wanna pray for you right now. And I want you to be very sincere and I want you to just let God know, I'm ready to give this up. I'm ready to release it. I need a healthy heart, God. I I need to have an open flow. And I just want you to say, God, give me the grace to forgive. Give me the grace to relieve, release this person. And then I wanna also pray for some of you that need to forgive yourselves. And I wanna pray for some of you that need to throw some burdens on the Lord. You need to get rid of those burdens in your life right now. So let's go ahead and pray. I, I know you're listening online, but let's take a moment. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. And Father, my first prayer is for anyone that's listening, that is struggling with forgiving somebody that's wronged them. And Lord, maybe it's fresh. Maybe that's why it's so difficult. Or just maybe it was just something they never saw coming, but they're just struggling with it. And I pray, Lord, that your grace would come upon them and give them the strength to release it and just to let it go. And Father, I know there's some listening that are struggling forgiving themselves. And I just ask you right now, give them the grace to let it go. Give them the grace to forgive themselves. Lord, they blew it. We all blow it. Help them see it and help them just let it go and begin to go forward with their lives. And I thank you, Lord for doing that in their lives. And Lord, all of us right now, we all have different burdens and we make a decision to give you all the burdens we're carrying, to cast those on you, Lord God. As simple as it is, we cast the burden of inflation on you. We cast the burden of COVID on you, Lord. We cast the burden of everything we're facing in this life, personal and corporate. And we give it to you and we say, we trust you, Lord God. And we're not gonna allow our hearts to close, but we're gonna allow ourselves to be open. Father, we thank you that our life is flowing from our hearts and we thank you for helping us protect this most important part of our being. Thank you, Lord, for creating it in your image and in your likeness. Guys, can we stay in an attitude of prayer? Maybe you're listening right now 
and you're not sure if you're forever. You're not sure if you were to die, if you go to heaven or hell, or maybe you're listening and you say, you know what, I need that new heart. Yeah, I know, I know I haven't accepted Christ yet. You know, Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. I will literally redeem them, give them a new heart, give them eternal life. It's an amazing thing. And he says, all you have to do is believe what I did for you. And he is God who always existed, came into a human body. Guess what he did? He died and gave his life for us. He died physically. He spent three days, three nights in the heart of the earth and God raised him up out of the grave and Jesus is alive. And he said, whoever calls on me, I'll save them. So that's the big question. I'm not asking you to join our church or religion. I'm asking you, what have you done with Jesus? And I know he's touching a few hearts right now. And he says, if you call on my name, I will save you. I'll give you a new heart. I'll change you forever. And so we're really excited, all of us that have a new heart. We, we know we have to protect our new heart, but we're excited about you receiving a new, new one. So would you pray with us right now? Everybody else, can we stay hooked up and join our faith with them? And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a savior. I repent of my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins and the entire world. I accept you as my savior and I make a decision this day to follow you. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.